to again welcome everybody here tonight. We welcome those that may be watching by means of a live stream. Welcome you uh, as you're uh, watching this evening. And um, for the past several weeks, we've been talking about understanding the authority of God. And uh, we have covered uh, many aspects of that uh, about the authority that God um, delegates uh, to men, uh, and uh, he, does, he does so. And we are under his rule. We're under his uh, authority. And um, we have been talking about uh, the authority in the church. And we have covered, for the most part, all, all this, but we just didn't have quite enough time uh, last week uh, to finish up. So, But this lesson shouldn't be too lengthy tonight, uh, but we're going to try to finish up. And uh, when we do have uh, uh, Wednesday night service again, which will be after I get back from Rwanda, uh, we will be starting at something uh, different, uh, and um, as we finish this up uh, uh, this evening, if you'll recall, uh, we talked. We have talked about uh, church government, uh, about Jesus Christ being being head of the church, and he is uh, uh, the head rule, uh, and um, uh, everything goes down uh, through him and under him. And we've talked about uh, the apostles and uh, the prophets, evangelists, um, pastors, uh, and teachers. Uh, and this is the structure that Jesus Christ himself ordained and put into the church. Uh, and it's to... Uh, uh, we read the scripture where it, uh, it's to equip the church and um, help the church to grow and come together in unity. Uh, that's one of the purpose, to we all come to the unity, the scripture said that we, uh, do, we read. You know, another place the Bible talks about, Apostle Paul did, that we henceforth be not uh, tossed about uh, with every wind of doctrine. And uh, there's all kind of doctrine and teaching around today. Uh, everything that you can imagine. But how many understands that we need to get established? We need to get rooted and we need to get um, grounded. Ask God to give us direction and what the truth is. And then once we see that, we're up to stand on that truth. Amen. Now, don't be swayed by nobody uh, and uh, somebody to try to pull you uh, away uh, and uh, uh, being, being under the authority that God has given is one of the major uh, uh, ways that we do this. Um, I told you back when I begun uh, this series of lessons that I didn't feel like that I have um, taught this and got on as deep as what I should uh, because I, um, I don't want people to 
uh, feel like that. So, well, you know, he's just um, trying to uh, build himself up, but that's not it. And I keep telling everybody over and over uh, throughout this that it's not about the person or the man uh, that's in the office or position, but it's in that office that God uh, ordained. Apostle Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. That's the key, ain't it? That's the key. Uh, I think about what happened with all the people with Jim Jones. 969 uh, people uh, that committed suicide because one, one man led them that way. Uh, and uh, I, I, I've talked about this before. Uh, no doubt he had some good things going when he started, but somewhere along the way he, 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 he forgot that Jesus was the head, and he tried to put himself there. And that Sunday morning that he got up, in that church that was called the People's Temple there uh, in California and was preaching. And he came to, uh, to the point in place where he took the Bible and he laid it down. He says, y'all don't need that. You follow me because God is leading me. That's when those people should have got up and left. Uh, if they had done that, they wouldn't end up dead. I mean, that, that's just plain and simple. Um, you, don't, you don't follow somebody blindly. You have to have some discernment yourself. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer that people need to read and study the book for their own self. Uh, you shouldn't take something just because somebody tells you something. But you need to study it out and find out yourself whether or not it's true. Because back then when the Bible was being written, the Bible says many false prophets had gone out into the world. Can you imagine how many we got now? The way this world is now. But all that being said and done, we still have to be under the authority and submit ourselves to those that God has put over us. And this is how we're going to finish up this uh, study tonight. I want to take you to Hebrews chapter uh, 13, verse 17. And this is the New King James Version. It says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account um, I am responsible for what I stand up here and teach amen and that's a sobering thought that's a very sobering thought. When I stand before the Lord, a lot of times I think, man, I've got enough on my own. And I sure don't want to mislead nobody. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And I pray, Lord, let me always, if I'm wrong and, I, and I'm human like anybody else and we uh, any of us can mess up. Anybody can mess up. That's why we need to pray, search the scriptures, amen, for understanding. Um, because those of us that's in leadership positions in the church are going to have to give account of how we do what we do and what we say. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what you have and what you own, but I'm going to tell you right now, the most valuable thing that you have and you will ever have is your eternal soul. I don't matter what... Even if you live in the Biltmore and you owned it, that's, that don't scratch the surface of what the value of your soul is. Hallelujah. And those that are really, truly God-called and, 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 and my Lord, I didn't, I didn't get in this thing to get wealth and rich. And I've been pretty good at that. <laughs> Hallelujah. But a lot of times people don't understand the true, the true man of God We'll be praying and agonizing to God in the middle of the night while you're home asleep. There have been times I have gotten up, putting a robe on, and just because I didn't and I didn't want to disturb nobody else and, and, and go outside at 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning and just walk around my house and pray for the church. There is so much that some people who don't understand and know about the burden that's laid on the heart of the ministry. It hadn't been about a week or two ago, a young man, a pastor, he's in California, but I found out he was originally from Nashville, committed suicide. Uh, people don't begin, as Apostle Paul said, talked about everything that he had to endure and, 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 and go through with. And, and Brother Kyle, then you said, and beside all that, the burden and the weight of all the churches my Lord, I can't begin to imagine what the Apostle Paul had to go through with. Just dealing with one congregation. Paul said this, what's upon me and, and the burden of all the churches. Let's finish this up. 
He said, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. And here again, not nothing to do, do with me, but we can, we can bring hardship down on our own heads when we don't submit ourselves to those we're supposed to be submissive to. If we cause them grief and we cause them undue uh, pain where they don't have a, a measure of joy in what they do, it'll come back on us. It'll come back on us. I want to um, read this again. I believe this is the amplified version. Obey your, and it's got in, uh, in the box there, spiritual leaders and submit to them recognizing their authority over you, for they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare. Everybody needs to be under the umbrella of a pastor. Some of these folks that run here and there or don't even go nowhere at all, and they think that they, they, they're going to make it, uh, there's a reason why God has ordained for everybody to be under a pastor. And let me say this. I would not submit myself to a man who's not accountable to somebody else. I'm not going to get up here and tell you that, well, I'm only accountable to God. No, uh I believe that every pastor needs to have a pastor. I've been, I've been wondering where, where God would lead me and what I will do if the Lord ever decides to carry mine, the pastor on home, because he has called me a lot of times to talk to me about something. I'm thinking in my mind, how did he know about this? The same, the, he knowed about it the same way that I know about things when I get up behind the pulpit to preach to my congregation where God gives me the words to preach to somebody or teach to somebody that they're going through. I, 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 I had a man one time accuse me, he said, Brother Pruitt, I swear you, I'm going to go home and find where you got my house bugged. <laughs> Amen. But I, have, but I have a pastor, and I, I don't just tell you I only look to God, but I put myself in accountable uh, ability, and everybody needs to have that. It's all under the umbrella. Amen. Let's finish it up. As those who will give account of their stewardship of you, let them do this with joy, and not with grief and groans, for this would be of no benefit to you. Amen.
I've I've been in churches where I wasn't a pastor, and I've been under a pastor. uh, And, you know, I'm not going to do anything. And I had in my mind I would never do nothing that would cause problem or grief for the man of God that God has put in my life. Um, And let let me tell you this. Somebody said, well, you know, I just don't believe it like Brother So-and-so. Well, let me, let me tell you this while I'm talking. You do not have, and the Bible, does, there's not a scripture to, to say you do have. You do not have to believe everything like I believe. But if there's something that you know that I believe and something you know I teach that you feel so strongly that you cannot go along with, you're better off to go and put yourself under somewhere that you can submit. I've been in churches where I was under a pastor that I did not agree with everything they taught, but while I was there and under their authority, I submitted to their authority. We got too many people just want to run rapid and wild and do their own thing. There's something used to be questioned all the time that you don't hear it much anymore. And that question uh, as, as being this, well, um, how, do you, how do you believe on feeling upon this or doing this or not doing that? Or should, a, should a Christian do this or should a Christian not do that? Well, how does your pastor teach it? How does he believe? Amen. If you're under a man of God, you need to submit yourself. Amen. I mean, that's just, that's just plain and simple. That's to keep a whole lot of grief off of you. Amen. A whole lot of grief off of you. All right. Uh, now, all of that being said, now I don't have this scripture up, but I want to read it. Titus 2 and 11 through 15. Titus 2, 11 through 15. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. And then in verse 15, Paul told Titus, Speak these things, exhort and rebuke, with all authority. Uh, The man of God has authority over you in the body of Christ, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. Now, I want to cover something uh, right here at the end, and I've winded up that scripture, but there's something else that I want to talk about um, uh, briefly. Uh, and that is about how that we, we honor uh, the men of God uh, and how do we show our 
uh, honor and our respect. There's scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 14. Uh, and, and look at that. Paul said, even so, the Lord has commanded that those who live, those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Um, for a long time, I, mistrans- I mistranslated that verse. The original King James reads like this. They who preach the gospel should live of a gospel. I interpreted the way that I had been preached to myself when I came into the church. Living of the gospel means you live, you live what you preach. But that's, that right here is not what this verse is, re, is, is referring to. Now, it's true that we, we, have to, we have to live what we preach. I understand that. But I'm going to show you where we, we miss out on a lot of our blessings. That uh, those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel, the New King James says. Uh, now, let me put up that same verse in the Holman Christian Standard. In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should earn their living by the gospel. There's some things that the church is cutting their own self's throat. And I can tell you this after 50 years' experience. If a man called and places a pastor does his job 100% as the word says, he would not have the time to hold down another job. This is a full-time job if it's done right. There's so many scriptures about this. Paul uses a verse of scripture that thou should, went to the old, old covenant said, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And he brought that out is that the man of God trying to preach and he's trying to do other things to make a living to make ends meet, you muzzle at him. Um, I want to give you example from my own life. I was an evangelist for 20 years. And we traveled and preached and sung, held revivals. and uh, I stood in for pastors when they were sick or out of town or something. And I had, a, I had a good job. I'd been with a company for 13 years, and I was making, back in 1988, really good money. In fact, I think I was making more money on that, on that, on that job in 1988 than what I'm making today. Still. The Lord led me to leave the evangelistic field and go into pastoring. 
I knew it was God. I got my answer about it being God. But I was, I had a family, kids at home. We moved to Kentucky, but I drove from Kentucky back to Ashton City working because I just couldn't let go of that position that I'd had for so long, and it was so good, and it was right there, and I knew I was going to get that, that paycheck every week. And here I am trying to juggle And I wouldn't quit. So God allowed an accident to take place. And there, I, got a, I got a big scar along the finger, in the finger right here, that was just about taken off. Skin was only, it was, it was over, over here. And first thing that I thought, Lord mercy, I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't play an instrument again. But when that happened, I said, Lord, okay. I'll do what you want me to do. I went and I turned in my notice. Stopped it and I, and I was, all I was doing was pastoring. I went my two or three weeks Come by. I was driving around the city. I had a, I had a, had a bill come due, and I didn't know how in the world I was going to pay that. It was a Monday. I stopped by a secretary's place, and they gave me my part for the offering that weekend. I opened it up, and I was going down the road, and I looked. And it, it was more than enough of what I needed and to have left over. And God spoke to me then and there. He said, if you take care of my family, I'll take care of yours. And he did. But when we got called back down to Tennessee, everybody, they talked to him and said, well, now, you know, we can't afford to pay, pay you full time because, you know, uh, the former pastor was still, still alive and he hadn't really planned for retirement and they wanted to still take care of him, which I didn't have no problem with. And so I agreed, well, I'll find something else. I did, I did wrong when I did that and I, and I did a disservice to the congregation. The other church, because I did it and I worked at it full time, I was in the church office every day by 8 o'clock, sometimes at 4 in the morning. I didn't live in business. I worked. And, I, and I, every day I was busy doing, doing things that pastors should be doing. And do you know in six months that the congregation doubled? In six months it doubled. Walked in there on 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 a uh, on a, on an Easter Sunday and it was way over 150 
that was there that morning. And it was because I was pouring everything I had into that. And I'm telling you, the principles of the Scripture teach that the man who preached the gospel should earn their living from the gospel. That's the way it was under the Old Testament. That's where it come from. Do you know, I, I, I've, got to, I've got to wipe this up, my time's up, but this is something that I have never really taught, and I need, it really needs to be taught. It's a little bit late, and I guess now for me, whoever's going to come after me uh, in the near future, if, if I do teach this, hopefully we'll, we'll benefit from, from this. But when they came, the children of Israel came out of the, out of the wilderness and got in the promised land, Every tribe, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, uh, Brother Cal, every tribe got their plot of land except for the Levites. God said, I'm your inheritance. You take care of the house of God. And the Levites and those who worked in the priesthood was taken care of by the tithes and the offerings that came into the house. Uh, and if everybody gave like they should give, there would be no problem doing that. It would be no problem. And no man of God nowhere would have to worry about making ends meet doing other things. Amen. And I mean, that's just uh, the truth of it. So... I wanted to just bring that scripture out. One more, then I'll close. He said, if we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? And what's they mean by that? If we have planted the spiritual seed that has been a benefit to you, it is too, is it too much if we receive part of the harvest from your earthly goods? Um, that's, how, that's how the ministry is supposed to be taken care of. I mean, that's just uh, plain, plain and simple. So we're, we're finishing this up tonight, and I appreciate your attention. Um, as I said, we will, this time next Wednesday night, I will be... A, 35,000 feet somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean, headed toward the dark continent of Africa. And um, we covet your prayers. Let's all stand together.